ஹாய் வெல்கம் டு பிரயாண தியனாராய் பாட்காஸ்ட் ஐ எம் அருண் பலராமன் அண்ட் எவ்ரி எபிசோட் ஐ வில் ஸ்பீக் டு அன் இண்டியன் எக்ஸ்பேட் அண்ட் லிசன் டு த ஸ்டோரி அபவுட் லைஃப் அப்ராட் ஸ்டக் பிட்வீன் பீயிங் அ தேசி அண்ட் அ விதேசி வீ கிரானிக்கல் த லாங் ஜேர்னி டு சக்ஸஸ் இன் அன் ஏலியன் லேண்ட் எஸ் லைஃப் அப்ராட் ஃபுல் ஆஃப் மணி சக்ஸஸ் ரொமான்டிக் டேட்ஸ் அண்ட் வெகேஷன்ஸ் or is it filled with loneliness long winters take away food and counting days to the next india visit tune in as i speak to my friends from across the world about their prayana on the prayana podcast i'm happy to announce a new co-host anand leonard from berlin in today's episode Anand is in conversation with Samantha Hemo from Dubai. Let's listen in. Welcome to another episode of Prayana, the NRI podcast. My name is Anand Lennox and in this episode I get a dear friend of mine, Samantha Hemo from Dubai to share her Prayana. Samantha or Sam as I call her and I started off as colleagues in a travel firm in Bangalore and have shared many memories over the years. Sam has always been a witty, fun-loving, independent girl with very strong bonds to her family. What made her move to Dubai and how has her prayana shaped her life over the years? To get to know this and many more interesting stories, I would like to welcome Samantha to the show. Welcome Sam. Thank you so much Leonard that was such a sweet introduction right now during this pandemic pause that we are in I'm sitting in my room uh, looking outside my balcony it's basically I it's empty there's nothing that I can see it's just roads it's empty highways but it's to the end of it I can just see sky and this is a very rare sight to see in Dubai because it's the place where I live in it's uh, right quite quite um a busy area right mm-hmm. and it's quite shocking that i don't hear bikes i don't hear cars nothing and it's it's uh, a perfect time to sit back and review our prayana sav and me both of us are enjoying ourselves because we didn't expect like we didn't expect this it's like summer holidays all over again in your adult working life like who would have thought okay pandemic what a side but nobody we always used to say like i wish we had you know a week off where we don't have to do anything this is that time and we are actually living it every day either he cooks breakfast or i make lunch or we 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 both share the workload we spending time with baby watching movies whenever we can trying to catch up with friends and uh, doing everything basically we were not having the time to do except the fact that we were not you know we, were not, we wouldn't really uh, stay at home as much but mm-hmm. this is made us stay at home and realize family bonding is at you know is really really important so absolutely sam and you know for once i guess these are pretty much uh, the scenes all over the world uh, and as you said we all shall remain positive and the hope that uh, the situation just gets better sam so just tell uh, you know i know uh, about your life in dubai so just for our listeners so what exactly do you uh, do in dubai um i am a business development manager I've been working with this company called uh, Mickey Travel. You know, I'm a part-time BDM, full-time mom, uh, you know, daughter to the best parents. I love my brother. 
slightly OCD, married my my best friend. So although my husband would say I'm not slightly OCD, I'm definitely over the top. But yeah, that's my uh, sort of introduction now to most of my uh, you know colleagues and people who I meet. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, that's interesting, Sam. So have you been working with the same travel firm since 2013? No, Lenny, this is my second firm since I moved. The first mm-hmm. one was uh, TBO Holidays. I was into operations. That's mm-hmm. I was basically into operations in Enchanting India where I met you. And then right. I got into the same role in Dubai as well. And uh, then I realized or that, that you know, I, I actually like speaking to people, interacting with people, kind of problem solving. And uh, I thought sales was into sales was basically what I was more interested in rather than operations. And, you know, if you come from an operations background, doing sales is that much more easier because, you know, the do's and the don'ts. So, yeah, I got this chance and um, I jumped at it. Lovely, lovely. And, you know, I'm really glad that you're doing, uh, you know, amazingly well for yourself. So how was it like? I mean, like, you know, initially when you moved in, I mean, like, you know, you came from Bangalore and then you moved to Dubai. So how did you have challenges or did you adapt yourself? How, how, did, you, how did you go about it? Uh, for that, I need to sort of give you a brief of what I, yeah, yeah, a brief of what I, what my life was in Bangalore. Uh, it was family, meeting, friends, gathering, all the time. So I went from that to a complete 360 degree turn. Okay, so mm-hmm. um, to be honest, it, was, it wasn't really nice. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, this, it wasn't this what I feel right now. It was quite lonely. It was quite lonesome right. because I did not know anybody at that point in time. Okay, apart right. from... Tav and uh, his family but uh, yeah I would meet him on and off but me as a person I lived with my family my entire life so I went from living an extremely busy life uh, busy in touch like you know I was a very close-knit family so meeting up almost every weekend with my cousins friends etc to this absolute you know turn complete halt so new place new people and uh, right. surroundings it was as if it was as if i sort of jumped out of this plane and uh, it was to others it felt exciting and it was actually exciting on the outside but i was shitting my pants on the inside you know it was like what have i done where have i come in can i really do this and is this really what i want things right. like that so right i, I remember I remember three days after coming to Dubai, three or four days, I, I called mom. And um, uh, before I called mom, I was cooking on my own and I'd never cooked on my own ever. Thanks to my parents, they never let me do all of this. So yeah, it was, it was all good. Yeah, so I was living with a stranger, like my roommate, who wouldn't talk, who wouldn't share. And it was uh, it was quite depressing, okay? So then after three days, I called my mom and I said, listen, mama, tears rolling down my my face I said mom I I can't do this I I want to come back and mm-hmm. this is not what I envisioned for myself and my mom being being the superwoman that she is I'm sure you know she she just gave me the strength and she said you know what Sam this is you're not a quitter you're not one to say no to anything this is a challenge take it up as a challenge and go for it and uh, you know this is not you Sammy you know I I uh, don't come back. Take it, take it as a challenge, and go, go for it. I'm sure right. 
at all. Absolutely. My mom always had a stern voice when she was giving us strength, and that really played a big, big role in my life. And just listening to my mom speak was courage enough for me to to start living. And I, I remember this conversation so distinctly because that was what changed, and that was what uh, gave me the strength to stay on. Otherwise, I would have packed my bags and gone back. you like to be featured in the show tell us a little bit about yourself drop a line to prayanapod@gmail.com welcome back to the show sam i know that your family played a pivotal role in your decision to move to dubai tell me more about them so um mom dad um my brother i mean it was me and then my brother uh, mm-hmm. we we are a very close knit family uh we, recently um, this last year we unfortunately lost uh, my brother to uh, this really terrible disease called uh, multiple sclerosis so that was quite difficult and uh, he was combating this for 7 years it all um, basically uh, yeah he was diagnosed in 2012 13 and that was pretty much the same time when i got the call to travel to dubai so uh, it was it was a difficult choice to make um it was me being with family but the choice i mean i i wanted to come to dubai because that would definitely help in uh, his medicines and support to my family so that was also one of the reasons i moved to dubai and uh-huh. as you can say it's quite a difficult topic for me to talk about still because the wounds are still not healed yeah i do miss him a lot and uh, Lulu and me had become very very close over the years i mean we we had our sibling rivalries when we were small as you know teenagers but that would just last a very small stint but uh, then once college and we started working and just before that we we were we were practically inseparable we would share secret stories everything he was the life of the party like i have not met a single human being who hasn't had a kind word for him or who Lulu did not make uh, an impact on that huge was his impact on my life if he can if he could influence a third person just imagine how much influence he had within the family so our entire family was revolved around him even before we knew he was ill so um yeah once we realized that uh he even though he had this illness he still wanted to show the world or rather show himself that nothing could bog, bog him down and he actually took up a masters course the year he diagnosed uh, he was diagnosed you know he took up mba and unfortunately he couldn't finish both the years he finished the first year but still i mean that shows the kind of determination and the kind of will power the guy had so if he could do something like that for himself i said to myself that yeah um i when i got this opportunity i mean there's there's two stories mingled up mingled in this 
so my i was i was at the time also dating savio and he had recently moved to dubai uh it was kind of challenging for me to you know since i i wanted to i wanted to work abroad and there were so many things sort of kaleidoscoping at the same moment i had this dream that i always wanted to go and work abroad and that was an aim and it was clear as crystal that i knew that i would see myself working abroad someday and the same moment lulu's um, diagnosis happened and at the same moment savio also left and uh, you know i got this chance to work abroad and i decided that hey you know what this actually at the right moment i can take this job help out family help out lulu and um, that's why i took it and yeah so fast forward a few years later things are great uh, i'm you know i'm with sav we felt we needed to take a leap of faith he moved to dubai and by god's grace i got a job here as well and uh, in the same field i am in you know uh, which is travel so um i decided to take up this job and at that point in time dubai was the first option and the only option so i took it up and it's been 7 years and uh, i'm 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 really happy here yeah Absolutely, Sam. Uh, thank you very much, and I'm sure your family uh, at this moment and all, definitely also deserves the credit for having stood by you and uh, support you do during uh, those troubled times. Especially, I could think about how your parents, your mom and dad, must have felt through and uh, must have gone through. So, yeah, uh, huge kudos to them. So, Sam, now uh, we are having a recording in this amazing and wonderful uh, season of Ramadan. and uh, i personally have never been to dubai i have read about uh, you know whatever little information that i know about dubai is what i have read through or whatever you've shared with me but now that we are in the season of ramadan could you just uh, share a little bit of insight how exactly is ramadan celebrated in a city like dubai ramadan is an important i think uh, one of the most important uh, time for muslims around the world a typical day you know during ramadan would involve suhoor suhoor uh, lenid is actually the early meal which they break, which before dawn that's the first meal they have and then they have a few prayers during the day and then after sunset they have iftar and prayers again so during this time they have a lot of charity something that i have not experienced back home and i'm sure yeah you uh, uh you as well because it's not on such a big scale you know a lot of charity happens and it's on a huge scale bulk iftar and bulk suhoors are offered at mosques mosques and people of the downtrodden the whole community basically comes together and you feel the spirit of ramadan everywhere even if you're not a muslim you 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 just enjoy it it's it's beautiful to be here there are streets lit up the homes are decorated and uh, my favorite offers at mall so yeah i go bonkers <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's a good time to be here and uh, eid and ramadan is like it's um one more thing i forgot to mention is work timings are reduced it's basically everybody works from 9 to 3 Mm-hmm. 6 hours instead of 9 hours so extra happiness for everybody else so we all are sort of mandatory meant to feel uh, this spirit and it's amazing also you know the restaurants and the roads are basically all restaurants are not uh, allowed to um, open 
even if they're allowed to open they have they need special permit you need to take special permit from the government to sort of operate and even if you're operating you have to shut the shutters down and certain malls will have the food courts open but the food courts the doors will be closed to it so that non-muslims pregnant women children can be allowed to eat otherwise you're not allowed to eat on the road or smoke or drink water etc yeah so it's like a community fasting together but they don't hold you back there's no hard and fast rule that everybody has to fast but they do we we as non-muslims sort of respect their um, this holy month and we just we also kind of abide you know if you have to eat something we go into clo- behind a, in a room or in a closed pantry even in office we do not eat outside or we don't have um, uh, share with others in, if they're a muslim so yeah it's, it's a beautiful time Wow. Thanks a lot for sharing this insight. And uh, I guess that is exactly the beauty of uh, festivals, which tends to break boundaries and religions and just is a celebration of humanity. And with uh, what you've shared, it definitely uh, comes across as being one such. And now when I personally think of Ramadan, I always associate it with food, right? I can think of <laughs> biryani and I think of the wonderful deserts, what okay. I have experienced back home in Bangalore. So I'm sure in Dubai, it must be on a much larger scale. So uh, can you share a couple of very traditional uh, food that is uh, enjoyed during the season of Ramadan? Everything is big scale, Leonard. There's no uh, one item, two items. It's a lot of items. Okay, So when we go for iftar meals with colleagues of you know, our family, we just uh, sit back and look at the number of food and we plan, okay, now we go for this first, second and third. So yeah, coming to your traditional sweet question or traditional food question, uh, as an alternate for biryani in India, they have something called uh, mandi, M-A-N-D-I, which is a lot less uh, spicy, but it is tasty. I'm telling you, if you had the chance to, if you ever had a chance to try mandi out, you definitely have to try it in an you know, authentic Arabic restaurant. The meat, the mutton, and uh, the beef, the way they cook, it is to perfection. The, the, the meat just falls off the bone, you know. And to the desert, something that I, I've come to enjoy over the years is something called Um Ali. U-M-A-L-I, Um Ali. It's a, it's like a rice pudding, rice, um, rice or bread pudding. I don't know exactly how it's made, but yeah, it's a, it's a very, very traditional and very um sweet. This is just a few and kebabs, of course. Yeah, how can I forget the kebabs and uh, the lentil soup and um, everything else? Like, there's a lot of things to name right now, and uh, unfortunately, the names are not coming to mind. But right, these two, uh, Mandi and Omali, are something that pop up. Oh, now uh, my uh, craving for this delicious food has already started off. Uh, and I, sitting here, I definitely am missing them. Uh, but now that you've been here in Dubai for quite some time, so have you also tried out, uh, you know, on your own, any of these traditional dishes or deserts? Yes, Leonard. Every Ramadan, it has to be tried. And uh, it's extra special that time when you when you break fast with the other Muslims, you know, your colleagues and your uh, other people together with them. It's 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 a nice uh, bonding. And uh, and after that, you've got to end it with shisha and chai. Uh, Sam, there's another thing uh, which I uh, always wanted to ask. Uh, and this is about uh, women in Dubai. Right. Uh, 
than I tend to read the media or the international mm -hmm. media. We tend to have a picture, uh, you know, about how exactly are women's rights or women's uh, perception in the society. And I'm sure you living there, you must have experienced it up close and personal. So could you just share uh, your personal thoughts on the same? Um, Leonard, uh, I, I have, to be honest, I've never felt uh, this empowered to be a woman. Uh, Dubai was, not Dubai, UAE was actually ranked the safest country in the world in 2019. Okay, this was last year. It was recent. That's why it was, it's in my memory. Uh, it, it, second, I remember very clearly was Singapore. Okay, so who would have thought, right? So the people, women had a lot of firms. In fact, my boss is a woman. Okay, I feel really, really safe stepping out alone at night and not having the fear of being ogled at. So we, even if you, if you go to any, um, you know, a bank or um, a hospital or any, any, any place for that matter, women are more, they, they give you separate queues, they give you separate rooms that, you know, you don't have to wait in the long queues, you just up on priority list. And this is something that we don't see back home. And uh, this is a very, very nice uh, way to treat women. I mean, they, they, the men here, they uh, respect women a lot. And um, it is um, very refreshing. Yeah. Me, as I told you, it's, it's, it's amazing. Like, you, you don't feel unsafe at all. Even at 2 o'clock in the night, you can walk down the street. A taxi will come drop you at your destination. And um, make sure that you know you've reached your home. Even two o'clock in the night, you don't you, you don't have that fear of uh, fear of somebody you know coming and nabbing you. That's how I feel here. Interesting, and uh, that you've traveled a little bit. And if I were to ask you, right, uh, what exactly uh, do you think uh, makes Dubai uh, stand out or different from the rest of the Middle East? Right, because uh, you know this is the picture that we uh, or I personally have always had about Dubai that it is uh, a very modern city with uh, tall buildings and a very open culture. But you've lived there and you've traveled in the Middle East. Are there one or two aspects that make Dubai stand out? Yes, actually, when I was here in college, I had also visited Bahrain because I have family there. So in comparison to Bahrain, Qatar and uh, Dubai, UAE, these three countries which I've sort of seen so I can speak for them. I've heard about uh, the culture in Saudi, I've heard about the culture in other Middle Eastern countries. So from my, my uh, first-hand experience, I can straight out tell you that UAE, predominantly Dubai, the, the culture here is amazing. I mean, they are uh, traditional they love their they love their culture but they are open-minded okay I mean when the first time I remember when I was landing it was a night flight Emirates I was landing down and I seen looked out of my window and I all I could see was like the city was filled with lights it looked like gold actually it looked like city of gold you know and it's actually it actually is like that there's so many um, buildings it's always lit up there's so much street light I mean it, it, it's it's always buzzing. It never sleeps. In fact, another another uh, aspect which I did not really experience or come across was this culture. When it when basically when winter hits, 
not a single person is sitting at home. They're all outdoors, especially uh, during the night. They love camping. They love uh, going on long drives and visiting places and, you know, just barbecuing and bonfires. And that to where they bonfire, you will not believe it, Leonard. They, uh, if you're taking a drive, maybe from Dubai to Abu Dhabi or Dubai to Ras Al-Khema, which is another emirate in the UAE, on the road, on the highway, you will see like, these small little bonfires right up right uh, next you know people would have pulled up and then uh, on the desert they would have had their barbecues and their their campfires and music happening so this is something like a culture shock we've we've never seen this back home so yeah it was it was interesting and we ourselves have done it so many times and it's super fun like if you pull up at a petrol bank to fill gas you uh, the petrol bank also you know sells firewood they sell you uh, the, the stuff that is needed for barbecues you can just pick up one sort of package and go set up yourself a barbecue on the road or in the desert you can find a spot and you can just barbecue yourself like you know get your chicken your mutton all of that also ready made you get everything ready made here so you get all of that go set yourself up like you know a barbecue and enjoy the night so yeah apart from that um there's a lot lot um you know there's many aspects that i prefer to buy or rather i like uh, that we get we get to see here is um women are more um women are not really uh, you know with their abayas i don't know if you know the term abaya abaya is basically burqa they don't cover themselves up not everybody does okay it's not as it's not compulsory like in saudi if you were in saudi you would have to compulsory even if you are non muslim you will have to cover yourself up but here in dubai even in qatar bahrain you don't really have to but here people are a lot more outgoing and uh, you will find people covering themselves with the, the abaya but not all of them and people you know you would only see you, you we would see cars like fast cars and fast uh, um the most the best cars rather i've seen and they would be driven by women in fact this one time i was driving from office back home and i seen maserati and lamborghinis driven by women policemen and that was like such a high man really i've not seen first of all looking at um you know the police cars itself is really good okay they are they are great but look, looking at a woman woman police driver driving a lamborghini and a bugatti was amazing that was superb i don't think this this is anywhere else in the gulf this is only here dubai dubai is always attracting people if it's in the summers they attract their in the, the crowd which is in in dubai and uae rather and if it's in the winters automatically they have the food festival they have the shopping festival they have every every other week, month or every other week there's something happening it's ne- it's never quiet Welcome back to the show. Sam, we are almost at the end of your prayana, but before we get to that, I would like to play a quick game. I have a few places and people that you relate to the most. I will say that out and you need to tell me what you associate with it or them. Shall we get started? Okay, okay. Sounds good? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's get started. Indranagar. Enchanting India. Tanky tank. Oh, Bail Puri. Picos. 
म्यूजिक डोसा चिकन बियर सैफ मॉस्क रोड ओ कबाब एंड माई कजन स्ट्रीट फैमिली एवरीथिंग ब्रदर माई सोल थैंक यू वेरी वेरी मच इट वॉज लवली डिस्कसिंग अबाउट योर प्रयाना एंड इट इज ग्रेट यू नो connecting with you on the sun and it was uh, lovely having you on the show and thanks to you for uh, sharing uh, your very intricate uh, memories about your journey thank you so much leonard um i mean uh, like i said this was not thought of and you guys made it happen and i'm so grateful um virtual hug to both of you and thank you len for taking the time and for bearing with me yeah <laughs> Great time thank you very much and wish you lots more of uh, success in Dubai So that was Samantha for you from Dubai To sum up Sam in her own words family is everything for for me and I am everything because of family I was I would have been nothing if it was not for the sacrifices and if it was not for the choices that my parents made and uh, I am what I am because of them purely and everything I am today is because of them. Yeah. <laughs>